Hey guys, this is Tony with Dinger Designs. Today I'm back with another inner podcast. Today I want to talk about top tips for graphic designers in 2019. Um, as graphic designers, we never stop learning, we never stop growing. Um, we're always looking for tips and tricks to become better designers, better creators, uh, better creative types. And I think this is always good. I think it's always good at the start of the year or towards the start of the year to kind of look and see what can I improve on, what can I become better at, what should I be focusing on to become better value for my clients, better overall as a designer. And these are mine that I kind of think are important going in. Things that I've seen designers in the past not really take into consideration and need to take into more consideration going forward. They're not only going to make your work better, but they're also going to make your clients happier. They're going to bring more value to them, which means you're going to get more return clients, you're going to get more referrals, and you're going to grow as a designer in total. Um, there's also some other things I want to talk about. I'll talk about it up front here that are things that are going to help, uh, that are updates coming to the podcast. Um, so basically, first thing is uh, good or bad first. Let's see. start with good. Uh, March 6th, I will be having an interview with Embla. They are a company in California. Um, be interviewing them on Instagram Live. And I'll be going on the podcast. That'll be a great episode. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, I'll work down the interview questions now. Got that locked in for them. Um, I'm going to be trying to get more interviews for this year so you guys have more perspective of people from not just graphic design and creative industries but different perspectives overall. So business perspectives, content creators perspectives, all kinds of different perspectives, because I think they can bring you value, just as much value as graphic designers can. If you look at people from other industries and in other walks of life, you can kind of take things that work for them and modify it to work for yours. So I'm going to be doing that more. Bad things that don't really affect the podcast, but do affect the podcast. Um, I recently, this year, the start of this year, lost Google AdSense. Um, for some reason, there was a weird day on my website where I just got tons of traffic. I still cannot figure out why it happened. But because of that, Google has taken my AdSense away, which means that as I planned this year, I would reach a 1,000 subs on YouTube, which would allow me to monetize the YouTube channel. I can no longer do that. Um, and that really makes it hard for me to bring more time into the uh, YouTube channel. Um, I still might try to revive it and try to do something with it differently, but right now it is really hard to do that. So that gives me more a little bit more time in the day to make more content. So what I'm thinking now is since I can make money on the or the podcast, which isn't much, it's not really at all much, but it's enough for me to say, okay, if I put enough time in this, this could become something. Um, it could become a pillar of my revenue, while I can't do that with YouTube anymore. Um, so there's going to be, I think I'm going to move to two podcast episodes a week. Um, one will be specifically for in-house design. As I've done in the previous, ep previous episodes, or how this podcast has worked for a whole year, is that I go through what I've been doing as an designer, what I've been doing as a freelance designer, and then I go through the topic. 
I think I'm going to split that and we're going to do what I've been doing as an in-house designer. Here's a topic that relates to in-house designers and agency work. What I've been doing as a freelancer, another episode. And here's a topic that relates directly to freelancers. I've been running into this thing where I do a, a episode that will work really good for in-house designers, an episode that will really work good for freelancers, but maybe not good for both. So we're going to split those two up. But if you guys have any other suggestions of how I could do two episodes a week, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me. And give me some feedback you might like to see for a two-episode-a-week podcast. Uh, I'll also be doing three, a third episode, which will be the bonus episode, which is I'll be going through my YouTube catalog, seeing which one evergreen content I can move over here that I think that will give you guys value also. Give a little bit of a heads up, here's what the episode's about, blah, blah, blah. Give some today thoughts about it, the topic, and then roll into the episode. Um, so that's all the maintenance that I got going on with the podcast and everything. Been really enjoying the podcast, though, I gotta say. It's it's a little bit of time out of my day, but not much. It's not enough to make a dent, really. Um, and I think I've found a good method of me getting these out, a good method of coming up with topics and stuff. But if you guys have topics, just send them over to me and we'll, I'll get them in the loop. So let's get what I've been doing as an in-house designer. Uh, this week I was, uh, honestly I took a couple days off, but, you know, I've been working on some event material, been trying to get that out, been trying to figure out our platform for our ticketing system this year, and been trying to figure out how to get around this issue we've been having, where we have a bunch of people order tickets, and they're questionable people if we want them at the event, or we're not sure what value they would bring to the event, or if they're even customers that we really want at the event. Um, so I've been working on that. I think I've found a good way to do that. They're going to break up the tickets instead of one giant pool of tickets. We'll do it for different segments of people. Um, that should be good. Uh, we picked out a medallion color for the medallion or the event this year. And this year it'll be green. My boss thought it was going to be, uh, Panthers blue, but turned out to be green, which is pretty cool. It'd be a nice, cool color. You'll probably see on Instagram in a little bit. Once I get the sample, and we've been ordering a lot of uh, giveaways. What did we order last? Uh, we ordered pens. We ordered, what are they called? Engineer scales, pocket scales. They're like a three, the triangle ruler that has a bunch of different scales on it. I don't really know how to use the thing. I have one as a straight edge. I use it as a straight edge, but that's about it. Um, but that's pretty much it. I had a real short week this week. Um, bringing out content marketing articles a lot. Did an interview, got it written within an hour, and that should be pretty good when it gets done. Um, also been starting work on our new master PowerPoint, getting that ready, getting that organized so that the sales team can start working on it. That's going to be a big project, and hopefully doesn't take too long for the sales team to get it done because their turnaround time has been a little bit slower than usual. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I can't think of much else we've been working on that would really benefit you guys. Um, yeah. So what have I been working on as a freelance designer? Well, it's been still a little bit slow. Um, I've had some people interested in work, 
uh, trying to get them to convert to clients. It's a little bit harder in the start of the year. I think after February, we'll start picking up because people have their tax money come in. We'll be looking for work, lots of work. Um, but I'm working on some new designs and poster designs centered around Apex Legends and Warframe. Um, they're two games I really like. Apex Legends is solid. It's a solid game overall. It's a really fun game. Um, and I've been doing a lot more content creation in my downtime. You know, the podcast, we're working on trying to organize that, get it straightened out again. Um, been doing a lot of Twitch streams, which is always fun. Have people come in, we talk about design. I've got a couple of regulars that come in and want to talk about design, what they need, what they need help with. I'm always willing to help them. Always want to help out anyone about graphic design. Um, that's pretty much for those two. It's been a kind of a, a slower week, kind of a chill week. Um, even though my mind hasn't been slowing down, I've been kind of slowing down. I just can't get my body to do what I need to do. So, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks things will pick up again. We can get back ball rolling again. So let's get into today's topic, which is top tips for graphic designers. Um, there's a lot of tips you'll hear from people. Mine are going to be a little bit random and all over the board, but mine are going to be kind of things that I see people need work or what they could get for work. Um, the first one is going to be stock images. Stock images... You need to take stock images seriously, first of all. Let's start there. Um, I've seen so many designers just find cheap-ass stock imagery and use it and think it's passable. It's not. Um, there's there's some good websites for stock images, like Pexel, that are free. Uh, but even, like... Um, Adobe Stock, which is like I think I think ten dollars a month. That's not bad for stock image websites. Um, you need to be okay with using stock images that are good. Um, and then there comes a point in your career when you need to stop using stock images and just hire a damn photographer. And this is where designers get hung up. They think that they just need to be the end all be all, part of the or creation and not need to worry about working with anyone else. If you work with a photographer, you can get some killer photos. Photos that no one else will have, and it will bring more value to your client, and at the end of the day, their customers, which will make them happy, which will make you more money. Um, yes, you have to kind of put it into your budget that you're going to hire a photographer, but so what? That, that comes with the, the, the job. Um, there's, I just see people just use too many terrible stock images. Stop it. Use better stock images websites. Use more unique stock images. Um, and then let's get into the next tip, which is Adobe Dimension. Um, I'll say this right off the gate. 3D design is going to become... become a huge thing for graphic designers. Um, it's just happened. Um, and Adobe Dimension gets you uh, your foot in the door in that, but not completely. Adobe Dimension just has some things that needs to work out. Um, but Adobe Dimension allows you to take an object from Photoshop or other programs and create and render 3D 
things, and also do mock-ups. Uh, this is where I think it's going to come in handy for a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys are just finding Photoshop mock-ups and just slapping it on it. And honestly, all of you are using the same one, and you need to stop. You know who you are. Um, this will allow you to create unique mock-ups that will allow you to stand up, stand out, not just on Instagram and social media, but also when you're talking with a client and presenting your work to a client. Unique mock-ups will give you the way to show them their your ideas, their end result, in a more unique fashion than anything else. And Dimension's easy to pick up. It's equivalent to, I would say, XD. It's their their new design formula, their new UI standard, not Photoshop or Illustrator, which I consider their old way. Um, so Dimension you need to look at. Um, it's good for mock-ups. But it's also good to start getting your foot in your door for 3D design, 3D rendering, because it's coming and you're going to need to learn it faster than you think. Um, social media. This might seem like common sense, but a lot of you guys need to use all social media, any social media platform. Whatever you think you can best represent, best communicate with your community, use it. Um, I would suggest LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. These are kind of the big three for any designer to have, um, and you need to use it properly. Not just throw up images of your work and say, hey, hire me. No one's going to hire you if you say that, honestly. No one. No one. If they do, they're not going to respect your work. They're going to run once they first can to another designer or, or lowball you with a low offering. So don't do it. You're not going to get the type of clients that you're looking for that you deserve to have. Um, I think Instagram is still a good one for designers to have. Um, I think Twitter is it's good for client hunting. I use it a lot because you can just do Twitter searches and find people that are looking for work. Um, LinkedIn is good just because you can easily connect with your customers, your clients, and potential clients. Um, just because they'll be on those platforms, you should also be on those platforms. Um, and let's talk about where you should get your education content. Yes, YouTube's great. Yes, YouTube's free. Yes, there's plenty of tutorials on YouTube, but I think you should be using websites like Skillshare. And no, this is not a plug or an ad, but you should be using Skillshare. I use it. Um, you can get a more deep dive approach to content than you could in, say, YouTube. Um, there's only so much you can get from like a five or ten minute YouTube video. Um, but Skillshare makes it easy. It makes it digestible. It makes it so we can have breakpoints and you can stop. Say, okay, I want to take a break. I want to learn this a little bit more and get my hands on it. And then you can pick up again and go back and forward. If you don't like Skillshare, you could use some service like Linda. But I think you need to be ready to learn more as a graphic designer. Um, and there's going to be other platforms that come out that are for education for designers and creative types. These two are the kind of big ones, Linda and Skillshare. Um, this was not my notes, but as I'm talking, I think it's also a good tip, is having a good portfolio. Um, a lot of designers don't think about their portfolio. They don't think about what they're going to have, what they're going to do, what they're going to create, or what they're going to post it on. Um, and I think you should have a good portfolio. 
Behance will only get you so far in the long term. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's just good. Uh, but even just something like a simple Skillshare or Wix website will make you look that much better in your client's eyes. Um, but if you really want to step it up, get a just get a domain, get a hosting platform. They're not that much, and then get a WordPress website or build a website. Uh, there's plenty of options out there. So, yeah. I think that's going to do it for my tips, honestly. Um, that's kind of all I got right now. Um, but I hope this one helped you guys. I hope you learned something. I hope you got some tips that you can take in and help improve yourself as a designer in 2019. Um, if this one helped you or you think this might help someone else, one of your designer friends, share it for me. You can give it to them. Tell them that they need to listen to it all the way through. Um, and like I said, I think starting next week, we'll start the two-week podcast train. Um, but if you have any thoughts on it, let me know. I'd be glad to help you guys or talk to you guys about it and get your feedback on it. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Uh, hope you guys have a good day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.